Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of Mobile Armor Radio, episode 39, which, what is it in season three terms? Uh, season three, episode three. Nice. Season three, season four. Season three. Three times twelve is thirty-six. Season four, episode three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your math is spurious. <laughs> it's it's that lack of potassium. It's getting to him. Um, crazy. But uh, but welcome to another. Fantastic episode of Mobile Armor Radio. I'll be your host, one of your hosts tonight, uh, Brian. I'm Chopper. I'm Rob. And uh, I think we're going to jump right into the dropship. No bantering. Okay, great. Yeah. We don't know, need no stinking banter. Dropship landing. Rob said he had to get up early, so we're going right into it. That's right. I'm leaving on so, a jet plane in the morning, so. Well, why don't we why don't we start with you then, Rob? Uh, before we get uh, demonetized. Oh, for, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the the dropship is uh, you know the stuff that we're working on in in the hobby as far as uh, models and stuff like that. Um, anything we're we're building and putting together. So what have you got going on, Rob? Uh, for some reason, I was on a BattleTech painting kick, so I uh, painted up a. A uh, star of Clan Wolf Theta Galaxy. Uh, clan. Uh, clan. <laughs> that and potassium is acting up again. <laughs> he's uh, he's choking on the word clan. Uh, clan. So I like them. Uh, most of them are from the uh, some assembly required Kickstarter I talked about last week. Mm. I also did uh, Free World's League uh, Eagles Talon because they're cool, kind of cool paint job. It's uh purple on top and green on the bottom, so I thought that was cool colors. And I did uh, some Dirty Capellan House Amara. And, uh, yeah. Painted those guys Damn up there. Dirty they're, Capellan. They're white and with green on them and gold. But, uh, yeah. So I painted those guys up. Nice. So that's a lot of You people. posted them, right? Because they look good. I think I still remember seeing them. Yep. I posted them on our Facebook and our Twitter. Uh, also, I've been printing up uh, lots of mechs from the Avalon 8 it was a Kickstarter STL thing. They had, they did a bunch of sci-fi crews for like Starfinder and stuff in vehicles, but some of the one of the crews is all mechs, so like robots. So I've mm-hmm. been printing those guys up. They're quite large, like in twenty-eight millimeter scale. They're I don't know, probably hundred millimeter tall. So they've been fun. Oh, jeez. Oh. And the, yeah, the Av- Avalon Eight stuff is is really neat because they had like full-on spaceships. Yeah. Like with with compartments and stuff for twenty eight millimeter scale, and they also have this the ships in uh, smaller scale, so you could do like ship to ship combat too. It's really good for Starfinder if anybody's playing that. I, I'm I'm pretty sure you're still available to buy them on their store, probably on my mini factory or one of those places. Yeah, and uh, last uh, today, just today, I got my kids Logic uh, Macross twenty five to twenty seven. So it's a VF-1 with the Atmospheric Booster, VF-1A Super Veritech, and the uh, three lighter Turley Battle Pods. Pat, you got Is this that... probably in March. It's It was Is... stuck in Hong Kong. They couldn't ship it to Canada for some reason, so I finally got All it. Right, so this is, this is the stuff that we ordered. Had, we had to order separate because the no, shipping was did, super... Because you never gotten it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shipping, so... was, shipping went through the roof, and then they didn't ship it. 
So, so I was like, oh, thanks. So that's the last time I'll be ordering directly from Kids Logic. A lot of other places sell it now. So if if they do make more, which they haven't, I don't think they've announced any past this, uh, other than the actual game. But uh, yeah, I'll probably be ordering from like Aries Games or someone. I think they carry them. And uh, that's about it for me. That's all I've done. I've assembled those guys. They look cool. And uh, they're made out of different resin than the last set. It's like a, it's like a little more robust, and it's uh, they packaged it a lot better. So, Kids Logic, nice. the other ones they were packaged and they were always came broken and stuff. And uh, the 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 resin was really brittle. This resin seems a little bit more uh, tough, and it was packaged much better. So I think they're learning how to do miniatures. They're really good at like large scale stuff and and statues and stuff. But this is their first miniatures foray, so I think gotcha. it's a learning curve for them. But much better now. And uh, that's about good it for me. Well, how about you, uh, Pat? Well, I actually did some stuff. Because nice. uh, we actually started hobbying again. Um, <laughs> a couple of times. So I, that's probably why I picked up so much stuff. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I started uh, working a lot of stuff. I started finishing up the rest of my, my second cab list. I painted up 2,500 points worth of cab. And I'm finishing up the other 2,500 to get 5,000. So when, if Rob is able to come down for Gen Con, and if Gen Con happens, we're going to try and play a game or two. So I wanted to finish up my list. I think I uh, I finished up. Uh, oh, I can't even remember what I finished up now. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to finish up. Uh, I don't know them well enough to start like throwing names at you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't either. Um. But I finished most of the, my rack force. Uh, did you do some from the Kickstarter? I did not. I'm still using the. Well, it's the, the very first Kickstarter. I haven't done anything with the second Kickstarter yet. So, uh, which is, you think I would do that, right? <laughs> well, it's different. Well, they'd say that you can mix and match the cabin to every force, but that was mostly what was it, Temple and Melvernus or something in that. Yeah. So those are the ones I wasn't using. I was thinking about maybe starting a Terran Force. So, um, so what did I finish? I finished up an Emperor, an Imper- Imperator, and I finished up a Nomic. Um, I think I got what I got left is a couple cons and one more Voodoo. Uh, I have it all posted on the uh, on the uh, Facebook yeah. when we get it done. Did I not post any of the, the the progress pictures? I don't think so. But, Oh, you know why? Because I was so wrapped up with doing the other thing I've been working on while I've been painting my cab is I busted open and started painting and building uh, my Neo Zhang, nice. which is ginormous. The amount of parts <laughs> is very intimidating. Well, Mary showed us uh, the uh, hand, the parts, all the bits for the hand, and it's like human size. Yeah. I found, yeah, I found the fingers. The fingers are like these long, because, you know, the Neo Zhang's got those uh, cannon fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found the tips of the fingers versus the cannons, and the things are huge. They're about oh, an yeah. inch, inch and a half, inch maybe long. Uh, wow. I got the. I posted some pics of how far I've gotten. I've gotten the shoulders up. Uh, that's about it. I'm, now I'm working on just you know, it's slow going because there's a lot of parts. And um, uh, one of the frustrating parts is that it's multiple bags and multiple sprues, but the sprues aren't the same letter. So I have to go look at every sprue to make sure, because like I found one, I was looking for sprue R, and it was in with V. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it makes no sense. That's uh, good. So, That's uh, nice and organized. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had 
I mean, you would think I have more space, but my, my, you know, Rob can attest, and same with the Brian, but my basement is just cluttered with stuff. <laughs> so I can't even properly lay out all the sprues. So it's just going to be, what sprues that? What sprues that? There it is. Found it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the process of priming and painting as I'm building. So, um, but it's coming out really nice. I think my red, I really wanted to kind of go with a candy apple red for the red uh and it's looking really good uh when i'm did done you just do lots it, of layers what did, how'd you get the candy apple uh i primered it and then i hit it with uh chrome yeah a chrome uh airbrush by vallejo and then i took uh pro acro's transparent red thinned it a little bit and then i put it through the airbrush and just kind of layered it yeah uh but before i did that uh chrome on the top and I took a black and I did light black in the lines. So, gave a little uh, depth. Yeah, it would give a little depth. So, not just so much that I lined it with like with a line pen. So, it kind of come, it kind of fades out from the the line on the thing. So, it looks really good. Nice. Uh, anything else that I did? I've been working on a lot of stuff. Oh, I started working on the cab train too. Uh, from that, from the Kickstarter, that Kickstarter, I started working. With the the bag of terrain, I put together some of the the scattered terrain on the ground. Uh, started primed and painting all that, like the sandbags and the wreck uh, cab and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, there's a lot of it that came with that. Yeah, I've been having a little problem with my 3D resin printer, so I've had to change the FEP and then re-zero it. So I haven't gotten back to repainting Clan Vacation Guy, so <laughs> to a, a spec to where I like it. Uh, but um, I printed off uh, another gargoyle, so hopefully it came out and worked out okay. So I'll go down and check that a little bit later on today. Nice. Uh, nice. But that's that's it. I think uh, most of it's been Cav and that Neo Zhang. I mean, it's very labor intensive, that Neo Zhang. <laughs> <laughs> True that. What about you, uh, Brian? You working on anything? Um. Well, the the big hobby thing for me uh, lately has definitely been the 3D printing side of things. Uh, continued playing around with my FDM printer. I think the big, uh, admittedly, been doing a lot of fantasy terrain recently because um, I've got a Kings of War event uh, coming up in a couple months. So, kind of getting back into the swing of that and and building stuff out um, and on for my own little table and use. Uh, but I did uh, make a one of the the spaceship models that I found on Thingiverse. Uh, I I did print that. It's a got it as a 28 millimeter scale, um, and it's it's. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the the name on it real quick. It's like a light frigate. Frigate is uh like a, it's one that doesn't. Um, I don't think it belongs to a game or like a, a known property. I think it was just somebody made them. Um, might have been as like an off Star Wars kind of thing. Um, but it's... Uh, yeah, the, it's just called like the Light Freighter. Trying to find the name that he had on it. But anywho, uh, I'll, I'll send a... We'll, we'll have a link in the, the show It's called the Millennium Falcon. Not quite. It's a... Uh, but it's a... Uh, really kind of neat ship. It basically can come in parts. They, they do have uh, multiple pieces of it. So uh, it has like a midsection 
a, a front cockpit section and then the engine. And like all told, this thing's pretty long. Uh, <laughs> I, I made it for like a dead zone, you know, using it in dead zone and, and um, some five parsecs from home uh, gaming and uh, just to kind of be like terrain on the map. But um, it's just pretty neat. Uh, it took a long time to build uh, to be sure. And it was still when I was playing with things like the infill. And so like the, like one of those sections, if you think about it, it's like a, a good solid, like almost two inch by two inch, like block of uh, plastic. And, um, and I, my, my infill was set a little high, I think. Uh, so <laughs> it took a long time and I'm like, that used up a lot of plastic. <laughs> so I'm I'm on my third spool from like when I got my printer like almost a month ago or something. It's like every 15 days I got to get a new spool. That's all right. Uh, Rob goes through about 105 spools. So <laughs> so still still playing around with that, but that was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm gonna be probably magnetizing the pieces. Um, there there are other. Things I've mostly been uh, on the sci-fi front, kind of perusing different uh, vehicles and terrain sets and stuff like that for um, my gaming purposes. But um, but yeah, so that that's that's been fun. Um, I was looking at like uh, spaceships today, and I found like the uh, two of the spaceships from uh, Gunbuster, and um, I. I tracked down someone had gotten the models for like the the hover truck and the Magella uh tanks from gundam and stuff like that so it's like yeah i'm having fun <laughs> nice it's it's a fun new hobby to get into but um but yeah so that that kind of wraps up uh what we've been working on and so next up we'll be jumping into the comstar to talk about all sorts of other stuff yes Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Dead Zone the Podcast. And you're listening to Mobile Armor Radio. Alright, and welcome to the Comstar. So this is a section of the show where we talk about TVs, movies, books, comics, RPGs, video games, everything under the sun, uh, that and some things above it that uh we've been enjoying uh in the Mecca related fields so i'm gonna pass it back to uh pat to go first oh no yes uh so what what have i done so uh as everyone knows i received my redline kickstarter yeah in the mail the other day i did an impromptu unboxing with my box that you can see on the mobile uh arm radio youtube channel and then me and rob did in a very rough and a very impromptu how to play, or better, better yet, it should be labeled uh, "Learn to Play with Us." <laughs> yeah. Uh, over the interwebs, using cameras and everything, so uh, it was all right. It wasn't too bad, you know. We, we, there was no struggling with uh, seeing the cards and uh, other stuff, so it was kind of fun being able to play the card game right away. Yeah, I think it took uh, about maybe three turns before we actually started understanding exactly how it was played, but it, it was pretty quick. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's not very hard at all, and it's actually pretty fun. There's a lot of there definitely is a lot of back and forth going on, and there's mm-hmm. there definitely is a strategy involved there when trying to capture the missions. And, like, and there's gotta, luck too, because you never failed a roll that whole game. I was like, what the hell? No, <laughs> I fa- I failed the rolls when I needed the big one. Yeah, you failed the roll, but against me, you never failed the roll. You killed all my mechs like every <laughs> single shot. I was like, what the hell? Um, That's always so, the case, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But the strategy there is nice because you got to try and anticipate where you got to get the missions that are going to be beneficial for you. But then you also have to anticipate what your opponent is going to be doing and where he's going to go. So you kind of decide where you got to get the mechs. So. And it's almost like a game of like Connect Four kind of too, because you're trying to get all five spaces. So you're trying to like outmaneuver them too to try to get five at once. And yeah, it's there's a lot of strategy for sure. Uh, so. I think that's on the box, isn't it? Called the uh, oh, tactical card game. That's it's tactical. Yeah. That's what it is. There is a tactic to it. I'm not going to. It, it does live up to it. Uh, but then we also so we put that up. Check it out. It is very rough. Uh, there was uh, some mistakes with the recording on my end. <laughs> well, I was I was also 3D printing at the same time, which because we were yeah. planning to record, so I was my printer was going too, which messed up the sound. To, to clarify, the recording was what was rough, but the, the game was pretty good? Oh, yeah, the game was uh, awesome. The game was good, but uh, r- rough learning because we were literally r- learning as we filmed. I didn't think it was that we, rough. I don't think it was that no, rough learning. No, no. I mean, I just in the rough in the sense that there was a lot of... Where you're kind of distracted. Back, yeah. Going back to look at the rules and stuff. It didn't... Uh, we could I could edit I edited a, a lot out, too, of just... Uh, of dead space. <laughs> it was a lot of us l- looking for like certain keywords and stuff, trying to figure out what they meant. And sure. Plus we were would... playing on over, lo- over the internet too. So all the time I'm asking Pat, what does that one say? What does that one say? Cause he had it all on his <laughs> computer. So I had my d- cards on mine, but he had the, the middle cards and his cards on his. So I had a lot of asking questions. It'd be a lot easier if we were in front of each other. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But we'll definitely do it again to kind of clean up a, a playthrough. So it won't be as, Choppy, yeah, we'll do a legit playthrough now that we know how to play, and then uh, we'll do we'll definitely play around with some camera angles before we actually record this time. So, yeah, because uh, I think mine was sideways or yours was sideways, and mine was uh, so it looked like I was playing sideways to him. <laughs> <laughs> we can actually arrange it to make it look like we're actually across from each other. So, yeah, so we'll mess around with that and stuff. So, uh, but other than that, I don't think I've done too much. Uh, I still haven't finished Hathaway. I've been meaning to. Um, it's good. Uh, kickstarted the the omnibus, the uh, Pacific Rim omnibus. Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked nice. about that last time. I think didn't we? Yeah, but I didn't hadn't done it. I finally did. So. <laughs> that counts. Uh, well, I didn't get the pins. I think I was. Um, I think I went for the the nice sleeved one. Yeah, I just went for the hardcover book. I think. Uh, but I th- was thinking then at the pledge manager that I would add the pins. Yeah, they're kind of cool, but I don't know. I guess I would put them on my Gen Con bag. That's where all my other pins are. Yeah, that's kind of what I want them for, too. So, uh, But we'll see. Uh, Redline Kickstarter is started. Siege, uh, yeah, the next one. Yeah, yeah, the next expansion for the card game. I need to get on that. Yeah, and did I do any other mech Kickstarter-related stuff? I don't think I did. Um, what about you, Brian? What you got? Well, um... The the big thing I've I've still been doing is um, playing through Cyberpunk uh, 2077. Um, that's still been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm on P- on the PS4 and I like 
the game hasn't been like worse than like Fallout 4 for me, right? Yeah. As, as far as like game breaking glitches and stuff. Uh, I'm actually I'm having a really fun time. I'm, I'm doing that thing where it's like, okay, I know where the next main quest is. I'm gonna go do a whole bunch of other stuff first. Yeah, you don't. Nothing's timed, which is nice. You could just yeah do all the side. I did that. And... I did that with the Elder Scrolls one. What was that dragon something? I mean, you'll have to be more specific. Maybe Skyrim. Skyrim. That's the one I was thinking yeah. of. Because because you do that in all the, all the Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah, I'm at the, the, the whatever. I, I always yeah, you're dragon the Elder... in it. Yeah. Yeah. I did all the Elder Scrolls on the computer except for Skyrim. Gotcha. Uh, I've always well, it, done all those on the computer, yeah. Skyrim is, is that bizarre thing where it just kind of kept getting re-released. And like, that is an 11-year-old game or something like that now. Yeah, I wasn't um, sure if they were just re-releasing the game or they're just adding to it. Well, what they do is they re-release it and it just has a little bit more stuff in it every time. So Yeah, but it was, it was like on new consoles and stuff like that. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so that's... Uh, that's been something I, I've continued to work through. Um, I probably start pushing through on the, the main quest some more. Um, I did an, another, uh, I think since the last time we talked, I did another round of, uh, my five parsecs from home, uh, game. It basically like you do, uh, it, it goes in, in game turns where you basically go through this whole process of like, okay, you know, what do you, what does your crew go out and do? Uh, you go get a job. You do like the actual like skirmish battle, and then you kind of do some some upkeep at the end of it. It's really like a, a really neat and fun process. A lot of it is you know random dice rolling on on charts and stuff, um, but it is you, you can really kind of get into the the groove of it and really kind of that have that feel of like okay, is it, this is my my crew and they're they're having their episode this week and we're we're fighting punks. <laughs> so I had a bunch of brockers on the field. Um, but uh, uh, on top of that, um, I did play in a dead zone tournament um, just uh, this last month here. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I brought my, my Gundam uh, themed list uh, where it was a 200 point dead zone tournament. And so that let me sneak in two striders um and uh i didn't do great (laughs) (laughs) i i I don't play gcps that often which is um, they're harder ones to play too yeah they're they're a little tricky to play especially where the way i was kind of doing it which was a bit more of like okay i'm going i'm going for this very specific theme that doesn't necessarily play to their strengths Mm -hmm. um and if you don't play to the strengths of the gcps you're uh you're going to struggle, uh, to be sure. But uh, it did start off really fun where um, my, my first opponent, my buddy, uh, buddy Nick, uh, who's just getting into Dead Zone, uh, brought in a Starian list. And so he had two Spectras because he heard I was bringing two Striders. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and so it was like a giant mech slugfest, except that his guys like killed mine like instantly. One, one of the Spectres one-shotted a Strider. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty brutal, but um, but it was it was an absolute blast. I got to see uh, some friends of uh, the Dead Zone, the podcast uh, podcast that I'm on, 
Dead Zone the podcast, the podcast. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, they uh, friends of the show like came all the way up from I believe Virginia uh, to as a little, little mini vacation and to play Dead Zone. Nice. So that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was otherwise it was a fun time. There was about eight of us playing, and uh, it was put on by a friend uh, Adam Kinney. Uh, who ran the tournaments, and uh, it was a little sad that he didn't get to be a rainer because we had an even number of players. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was a really fun time. Uh, it was it was really good to get gaming again with with people. Um, and then uh, I think the the last thing I had kind of on my my docket that I wanted to mention is I haven't seen it yet. I was going to try and sneak it in before we recorded, but I just didn't didn't work out. Is that the final Evangelion movie is available on Amazon Prime? Yeah, I saw that this morning, um, and uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked to see it. I've I've been a fan of the the franchise for a long time. Um, I I know there's there's a lot a lot you can unpack from that series uh, rather than just it being a straight up like oh here's here's some organic-y looking giant robots fighting giant monsters um there there's a there's a lot going on in that show if you if you're willing to search for it it can also just be kind of enjoyed at that top level too um but uh, i think the the appreciation for it is there if you if you so choose uh so i'm pretty excited it's it's interesting i don't have the full story in front of me but i know it they re-recorded the dub like four times wow like the whole movie they redid four times because <laughs> um, just because like they weren't the director like kept not being satisfied with how the translation went or something along those lines. Uh, I think it was different each time. But um, but yeah, so that's that's uh, from from friends that I, I have that have seen it. Uh, it sounds like they've really enjoyed it. They definitely like it as a, a kind of final cap on on the franchise. Um, and so, if you get a chance, uh, if, if you're interested in the Evangelion um, series, like I, I definitely recommend check out the the anime series first. Uh, the movies are kind of supposed to be their own entity um, as as kind of a retelling of events, and it and but it it does diverge from what, what, what happened in the series. Hmm. Um, but the more I hear about it, the more there's like, you know, these things are, are probably, probably more linked to one another than, than we've been led to believe. So <laughs> I'm excited to see the, the finale for that series. And um, yeah, I think that that puts a wrap on, on all the stuff that I've been doing. Uh, so I think Rob, do we, you, you need to do your Comstar stuff yet, right? Yep. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Won't forget. I also received Redline, so I was excited about getting that. I got the Max and the Playmat, so I got that. Which, uh, for the Siege, I also pledged for the Max and the Playmat for that one, too. So I'll be getting that next level for the... There's two more decks coming out, as well as four What's, more Max. Uh, what are the Mechs in the, the Kickstarter? I didn't get a chance to look at it yet. I don't know what, what their names are or anything, but you can go to the Kickstarter and find out. <laughs> I will. Good. So new. I don't know. They, they just look like cool because they're max. Uh, the ones that we got, they're they're pretty much BattleTech sized. I would say they they're that scale, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
And uh, I also watched uh, Transformers Kingdom. The final chapter of that trilogy came out. I, I, I think if you're a Beast Wars fan, you probably enjoy it because it really diverged from Beast Wars. But since I knew nothing mm-hmm. about Beast Wars, I really enjoyed it. A lot of time travel <laughs> and stuff in it, so it's fun. And uh, and a lot more Starscream, who's my favorite, so he was in it. <laughs> so it was fun. I, I liked the whole series. Optimus Prime, was his voice was really odd. I don't know why you can't get Peter Cullen to do everything. but uh, I know, right? What, 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 for, uh, where was that at again? What's that? Where? Oh, what? Well, yeah. Netflix. Oh, we need to get on that then. Jesus, I didn't even know that was out. Yep, that came out. We talked about it last month. You should listen to our podcast. It tells you about these things. <laughs> we talked about it? Yes. Where's, we talked about it there? coming out. It, was, it, it came out the, the first of this month, or last month, I should say. Oh. It's that pat- potassium deficiency kicking in. <laughs> it is. It's the, t- it's the Ted Lasso. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was. I, I can see why people don't like it, because it does diverge a lot from the original stuff, but it was, it was fun enough. Good good show. Uh, you can tell it was rushed by the end. I think they, they needed another series, probably, to tell the story. And I have a feeling it, it wasn't anything like it was what they start out with the toy line and stuff, where they had everything attached to it. It was I think it was totally divergent for what they originally planned, because the toys that came out for the series had nothing to do with the series, which is kind of odd. But, hmm. what you can do? Uh, I also Sell more toys. My, yeah, that's right. That's the whole point. But uh, I got my Mecha Hack RPG in the mail finally, which was nice. So I got that. Nice. So we got to play more of that, Pat. Definitely. I've been, I've been working on it, and we just need to. I just need to pick a date, and we just need to get it going. Yeah, we just got to get uh, the regular group again and start doing. Yeah, that. stuff is ready. I just need to suck it up and go. Hey, let's play. Yeah. We got to figure out like one day a month just to do RPG. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, some stuff that online. Uh, Infinity Deathmatch Tag Raid is coming out, which is uh, pretty much Infinity, but just mechs fighting each other. Uh, usually their tags are in uh, metal, and I hope they do cast mm. for these ones, but I'm not sure. Because if it's metal, each tag is like 60 bucks. So uh, to have a board game. I don't know how they're going to do that. <laughs> Couldn't afford it. Oh, yeah, that, that could be pretty 60 pricey. bucks. Oh, yeah, tanks are super expensive. See, I don't follow Infinity too much because it's just not my thing. Oh, I love uh, the aesthetic of it. It's just... what's So tag is another part of Infinity or just... Uh, tag is, a, t- uh, is the robots, the max. T- tags are like the... the uh, if you think about like the landmates uh, from like uh, uh, Appleseed... I think is a pretty mm. good example. So they're like just big power suits um, more often than not. What yeah. is, uh, does tag stand for anything? I'm sure it does, but I don't know what it stands yeah, for. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of it. Uh, but this Let is us a, know in the comments below. It's the, the expensive game. Well, no, this is the, uh, the, this is a game that they've spun off of Infinity. That's just pretty much back in, in arenas fighting each other. Yeah. So the, it's more of a game. Act- the expensive game. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's in plastic, because I don't want to spend on battle minis. If it's in plastic, I actually might look into getting this. We'll see. I don't know if they're bringing it on, uh, if they're going to do Kickstarter for it, or they're just going to release it, but we'll see. Probably release it. I don't think Infinity does Kickstarters. Did they do it? Maybe they did for uh, their side they did. games. Yeah, I will I will find out. And for those a- listening, uh, the meaning of tag is tactical armored gear. There you tag. Go. Not not the expensive game, huh? No. Uh, 
there's also something called Mecha Hex, which is the, the one-way, one-page rules. I don't know if anybody's familiar with one-page rules people have been doing. Yeah. Where they convert, like, huge systems for, like, like 40K or other games, and they just make one-page rules to use your miniatures in them. And this Mecha Hex is kind of used for Battletech. It's by Mark Bell. Uh, the link is in the show notes, or you can go on our Facebook page, but just check it out. Once again, it's one page, so you, really, and it's free. So and yeah, they're, they're free. They're, there's a lot of them too. Like oh, they yeah. do different scales. Um, there's a, a fun. Uh, the their big ones probably the grim dark. Yeah. Uh, which is an offshoot of, as you can imagine, but they do have like a, a whole whole bunch of other ones. I know there's uh there's a I forget the name of it. It might just be FTL. Uh, they have like a spaceship battle game. Yeah, I think I think this Mecha Hex is based on Mecha Hex is based on the FTL version. So yeah, nice. Yep, yeah. There's there's a lot of them. There's once again, you use a Facebook page that's just dedicated to all these one page rules. So mm-hmm. they're fine. Too. Also, the big news is that BattleTech Wave Two should be shipped to everybody or shipping to everybody by the time this comes out, and we're kind of excited. Lots of lots of more mechs. I don't know how I'm going to give them all to you, Pat. I'm going to have to uh, hire a Sherpa. <laughs> Sherpas are trustworthy and hard workers. Yeah, they're going to have to carry all my all all your uh, stuff I have here for you. You just you just don't trust any guy to take you up to the Himalayas, man. Those guys or to mad Chicago. respect, <laughs> mad, mad respect to the Sherps. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of mechs coming because. I think I even after I ordered your initial thing, I think I added more to it in when the pledge manager reopened. So I can only oh, imagine shit. how big a box this is coming for me. So uh, <laughs> it should be fun. And that's it for me. I think that's all Comstar. I don't think I've done anything else. I don't think so. All righty. Well, I think with that, then we're going to move on to the Mech Bay Hanner and the main topic of the episode. Now entering the Mech Bay Hanger. And welcome to the Mechbay Hanger. This is our roundtable main topic uh, where we discuss a fun thing in the mech genre. And so uh, today, my topic uh, for the rest of us was uh, to kind of just do a little fun chat on the scale of mecha fights. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, do we like, do we prefer the one-on-one, you know, hero versus villain uh, fight? Do we like the squad v squad, or do we love when it's just a giant mass battle of of gears and and bullets and beams uh, clashing and exploding in space? Uh, so yeah, so to start, um, I'm going to throw it to Pat. Oh no! <laughs> do you, so if if you wanted to, you know, talk about one that's, uh, you know. Whether it's it's to play or to watch or to read about, uh, do you have a, a personal favorite of yours or even a favorite uh, example of one of them? I guess if we have to pick one, I think my favorite way to do a mech stuff is probably Army versus Army, and that's on a tabletop game. I just don't feel like the Army versus Army translates very well on the screen. Uh, as far as animes, because I'm trying to think back, uh, even the big giant battle in Gundam seemed was just you know just you, a lot of you focused on a certain people. You definitely didn't yeah, see the yeah. scale of the fight for sure. And then and it's just like it's like it was the 70s, so it's a lot of rehashed <laughs> cut scenes of the same robot dying 1,700 times. 
Yep. <laughs> uh, but in the grand scheme of things, I like the, the big giant armies. I like moving. I like seeing uh, just squads of mechs uh, or lances if we want to go back. Specifically <laughs> uh, for Battletech? Yeah. Uh, Cav, they're the squads that, you know, it's just something to be said is like commanding just an army of mechs and seeing each one do its own individual thing. Uh, you might have a standout mech just rolling phenomenal and being the hero. Um, uh, the camera's also, focused on him. <laughs> yeah. That being said, large-scale battle tech is something to be desired. Oh, you, that's that's what uh, First Strike's sort of for, but yeah, I haven't I haven't that. done large straight. <laughs> I haven't done large scale like um, back in the '90s. We used to go to a, a con in LA called. Uh, Orcon, and then they used to have a, I want to say ten lance, ten stars, clan versus inner spear game, and that thing lasted all four days, <laughs> and maybe only got through four or five turns. Yeah, <laughs> BattleTech is not made for large scale, that's for sure. So, um, like at one point we were like, that would be cool. Let's get in that game. Let's try and sign up for it. And then uh, we didn't get in the first year, and then we watched it, and I was like, what's going on? I'd come back like seven hours later. What's going on? They're just finishing up the the first half of the first turn. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, want to do that. No, you have to be a certain type of person who want to play that scale. That's a problem. It's, it's fun to play at that scale, but is there any rule set that really work for that scale? I don't know if there is. It's hard. It's hard. Uh but that being said, I still like army versus army. Maybe you should uh, make your own rules, Pat. Then, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, and then post them up on one page rules. I got. I got. Uh, it'll take more than one page, I think, for mass battle. <laughs> yeah. It would have to. It would call reinventing kind of some stuff, and uh, maybe I will. We'll see. I got some other things I got to finish up. Uh, <laughs> that are actual work. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um. But uh, I do, I guess, yeah, army versus army. But I do enjoy the the classical uh, protagonist versus the antagonist in the movies. So what you're saying is you hate squad versus squad in the movie. <laughs> Absolutely hate. <laughs> it's either one v one or army versus army. That's it. There's no yeah, in between. I, I, well, yeah. I mean, for game, if we're gonna go, I mean, a squad v squad is great when you're showing someone how to play the game. But the ultimate goal is to get army versus army. So mm-hmm. that's fair. How about you, Rob? I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you couldn't. I I just don't have the patience for army versus army anymore. Maybe if it's good rule set that actually worked, but the idea of playing a game for that long, I just can't do it anymore. I'm I I don't know. I don't. I remember when I was a kid, we'd play RPGs for a whole weekend. I couldn't even imagine doing that anymore. It's it, you know. I'd like to play lots of different things. So squad versus squad for playing, for sure, would be 1v1 versus in playing games I don't think works very well either because it's either over too quick or it's, I guess you'd be doing minutia and stuff. But I don't even know of any games, maybe board games of some sort that do 1v1, but usually like tactical games is squad versus squad or army versus army. But yeah, for, for playing, definitely army or squad versus squad. And for watching, that's, that's totally different because... 
one v one is got to be the most common thing. Like all the Gundam is always mm-hmm. almost always one one or two versus you know it's maximum. Like I don't know if that you consider a squad like two v two, but uh, yeah, it's usually pretty close combat for it for every show. Like same with uh, same with um, Votoms and all that. It's always pretty much one guy versus a whole group of guys coming at him. <laughs> That's usually what they are. But yeah. I, I can't think of any anime that really shows army versus army, even squad versus squad very much. I guess, um, what was the Gundam, no, Votoms, um, what was it called? One of the, one of the OVAs for Votoms did have squads in it, which was, I, I really liked that one, actually. So. Nice. That's the only one I can think of that really, oh, I guess even, uh, 08 is a squad. That's a good show. That's a, yep. that was a good show. Well, yeah, yeah. So I, that, I think that, I prefer squad versus squad even in the shows, but it's harder to do, I think. Mm-hmm. And the army versus army is impossible to do in anime. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> well, like well, you I, say, in Gundam battles, sometimes they are giant fights, but you don't see them, like, you know? Right. Well, I, I would I would argue that you guys have both seen um, some, some decent army versus army. Because uh, the example that came to mind for me was, uh, like, Robotech and Macross. Right, yeah, even so, I guess so a little bit, but even you don't you concentrate on the heroes though. You don't see the yeah, fights though, really. You're not seeing the whole. Uh, I'm just Skull saying Squadron. The, you're just seeing Mac, Max well, that, and Max uh, and. That's yeah. because Skull Squadron's already decimated by the time we get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're the only uh, squadron left. Uh, all you do shoot sh- ship versus ship battles though. I can see that. What you're saying? You're, is yeah. that what you mean? Like that kind of bigger scale? Yeah. Yeah, like 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 with with um. Like Macross uh, is the big one that came to mind where it's you you just see all these explosions going off in space and you just know that something's blowing up. Um, but you you know we do get lots of shots of flights and and um, you know combinations of suits and everything uh, fighting off against one another. Obviously, we do have a lot of focus on our heroes um, and and what they're specifically doing at the time. But I would say like Macross was was pretty good about showing uh, the the whole scale of the fight as it was going on, um, and 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 continued in a lot of their future projects as well. Um, and and uh, I think the other one that kind of came to mind with that one was Gundam Wing actually. Um, but again, mostly because you just look into space and you see all these explosions. Yeah. Uh, it's it that one's a weird kind of one versus army kind of feel. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that in anime for sure. Like you get there's a lot of that in anime. Yeah, you get a lot of mindless drones coming at uh, your hero and just get destroyed. But yeah, I, they, for, they even army got away of, with that later on. <laughs> yeah, but for tactical scale, I'm like saying you don't ever see it from like the commander's point of view. Usually you're in the cockpit, kind of. You never see it from the above, like in seeing all the like different fronts and stuff. Like an actual war game would be right. Or even, mm-hmm. like, you watch, like, Napoleonics or something. You see, it like, all the moves and everything. You never yeah. get that in anime with mech battles. You don't, It's even in Battletech, you don't, like... Like, I'm trying to think even any of the books. I don't even think any of the... Sort of, I guess, uh, when they... Operation Serpent, when they invade the clans. They kind of do it from a tactical point of view or strategic point of view. But most of the time, it's you're in the cockpit. And then most of the time, they yeah. don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's, pilot, it's, pilot, it's always pilot versus pilot in the books. Gotcha. I, I, I think there's a few that kind of go higher other than the politics books, but I mean, like, there's a few battle books that actually show the battle from a from a perspective. Like, that, that's kind of rare, though. 
but I, yeah. I, as it always, I think it's as long as it's well done, any of those work well, right? Like, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Like the the uh, you know the one v one is a fun like is essentially a duel, right? Yeah. And so there there's a lot of great examples of of that in I would I would argue in anime, mm-hmm. um, and and just uh, heck even in real life we had the the Japan robot versus the what was the Mecha Eagle. What did they call it? The, uh, the those two actual like big robots that were built, um, and then like was this a fever had... dream? <laughs> no, no, no. There, there was. Um, I can't believe you guys don't remember that. It, <laughs> they did this little show, and it was it was a challenge where it was there was a U.S. team, and they built this kind oh, of oh yeah on, on treads. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It see? wasn't. Giant size though it was more like tank size. Yeah, they were they were taller than tanks, but yeah, kind of that scale. Um, it was against Japan, and it was against Japan. Yeah. We've got robot jocks, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff like that where it's one v one, and so it, it it's it's a space that can have uh, some really fun and exciting, uh, uh, you know, it, just tellings and stories. Uh, around it, it I, I do agree with you, Rob. It, it is a little tricky to pull off a one v one in a satisfying way um, from a from a game perspective, at least from like a tabletop game perspective. Yeah. Like I said, board games game. or video yeah. games. Yeah, video Fight, games are probably game, able to yeah. pull it off. Yeah, because that's that's just fighting games. Tabletop games, like like you're saying, like the if it's a you try to have a bit more tactics to it. To make that satisfying, it could be something that, in a, in its own way, kind of gets a little bogged down with rules, and that's like you know, your mastery of the rules is how you win over your opponent, kind of thing. Uh, what's um, that uh, crisis? Or what's that game, Pat? That you we have the uh, critical? What's it called the mech game? It's one v one. That it's a it's a card game though. Yeah, the the card game where you have the pilot. Oh, critical mass. Critical, critical mass. mass. That's it, yeah. I was trying to find it on my shelf, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, Critical it's, Mass is one v one. That, but that's a, a card game once again, though. Yeah, so it's it's definitely doable. Um, I, I do think my favorite, and I think this is for both both watching and uh, playing, is definitely the Squad v Squad, um, or, or you know some some form of that. Uh, the the one that I immediately thought of with this example was. OHMS team mm-hmm. uh, when we when like throughout the course of that show we really come to know each member of that squad and so like seeing them all you know not only in in danger uh, individually but seeing them also like work as a team against um, more often than not a, a squad of of characters heck even in that show we had the little Xeon uh, squad that was wandering around in the in the you know, in the jungle and, and happened upon the rebel uh, village, right? So we, we kind of got to know that squad in a little way. Um, and so there was there was some drama there, to be sure. Um, but uh, I, I think that, for me, is probably the most satisfying and and from playing uh, because that, that is that fun balance of, uh, you know, tactics where you can be planning ahead and, and, and thinking of ways to flank and man, outmaneuver. And it's not all relying on one, uh, you know, you're not just running straight at each other. Hopefully you're not just running straight at each other, um, in order to accomplish that. Um, 
Army versus Army uh, does kind of fall into a, a weird sp- space, even with games. Like, you know, another example would be like um, this. This is, again, kind of more of the 1v Army, but like the Dynasty Warriors games for Gundam um, and stuff like that, where it's 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 a big battle, but you're you're playing um, an individual character. I mean, there are um, it, it is that thing where, like, depending on the the scale, uh, like, there are a couple of board games that managed to pull that off. With you know, it, this this starts bridging into a different genre. You look at Risk, for example, mm-hmm. um, where technically each one of those guys represents an army, right? And so, in a way, that is an army versus army. Um, but yeah, uh, but we need risk with Max. That's a problem. <laughs> technically, they had that. Uh, I'm surprised they 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 got to have a Pacific Rim risk out there, right? No, I, I think, think there's so. there might that one might be not. I know there's a Metal Gear Solid Four one because I oh, own yeah. that, and then there was uh, tr- I'm trying can, to remember the number. There was like, like a Monopoly? 40. You can oh, definitely I, do. I remember that one. Yeah. You can definitely yeah. do a battle tech with all the houses. Yeah, I think that would be yeah. awesome. That's it. Or even uh, axes and allies, right? That kind of that kind of thing too. You should have combined arms and axes yeah. and allies. Yeah. And I, and I won't lie. I think uh, Rob, I had I had similar feelings uh, when I was younger, where it was well, me and my buddies were like, man, we could we could play mm-hmm. a game of Risk, mm-hmm. and that would translate into like a game of 40k. Uh, and it was like, oh, if you had that many armies, like that's how many points you have to spend on units and stuff. Um, and we're like, man, that would take forever to play. <laughs> oh yeah, you used to have but, limitless patience. I have no patience left. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, it, it's it is a fun thing uh, to to kind of see um, the the different spaces and scales that that we. Uh, come to to see and enjoy in mechs i think i think there's a a wide variety of them out there and uh there's a there's something for everybody i think um if if we look for it so if you uh our audience our listeners have any uh favorite examples of like a 1v1 tabletop game uh with mechs that you think is is just stellar or if there's a, a a fun squad v squad anime out there that we haven't seen, or or like Pat's looking for, you know, some kind of uh, story or something told from that, you know, tactical, you know, map view, but also dives down deep into the 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 guys on the battlefield at the same time, so we get the the entire picture. Um, let us know in the comments below. For sure. <laughs> and I think with that, we're gonna head to the Xfil. Let's Xfil out of here. And here we are at the Xfil. We're wrapping up the show for the evening. I hope everybody had a good time. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> I thought you were talking to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing great, Brian. We're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. <laughs> it's nice but, to hear from uh, the audience. Think, yeah, it's great to hear from you guys. Your voices are all very high-pitched and squeaky. Uh, but There's a lot of hydrogen out here. Or helium. Sorry, wrong guess. Well, if it's a lot of hydrogen, don't light a match. Yeah. Um, and Whoosh. so, you know, 
thank you for checking out the episode. We hope you liked it. Uh, definitely subscribe to the show. I'm going to hand it over to Rob because he likes doing the outro stuff. Where can uh, they find us, Rob? Uh, just uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Discord, although we're not very on it very much. Although there actually lately there's been a lot of action on the Discord. Uh, where else? Action. Yeah. Gmail Excite. us at everything's mobile armor radio. So just type that into any of those things. Yeah. And check, you'll find out our, us. check out our YouTube videos. YouTube, yep. Yeah. Horrible, but they're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try, content. We, we try to get them out quick when we get stuff, so that's usually why they're not so slick, but... <laughs> But uh, they can yeah. find us uh, down on the corner out yep. there in the streets. Well, actually, this month, uh, hopefully, we'll be at Gen Con. You can uh, come and see us. We'll be at the Mantic booth, hopefully, Pat and I. And uh, I keep saying hopefully because I'm in Canada, so I'm not actually allowed to go to the States yet. But <laughs> well, Actually, you're not allowed to drive across the border. You that's true. I could fly. I could fly. So I, I or to, in the winter it'll freeze and you can snowmobile across the lake. No, oh, that's they have those they patrol that thing. It's it's almost like they expect oh, yeah. people to smuggle stuff. <laughs> True. But uh yeah, hopefully you could come see us. We'll be uh, you don't know the booth number or anything, do you, Pat? I do, but not off the top of my head. It's nine something. Anyways, come to Gen Con. It look should be for nine something. Yeah. So it's, it's a whole look aisle. For, we'll uh, look look for the Chaosium booth. They're usually right next to us. Yeah. And uh, we are at Mantic Games. Yeah, you say come say hi if you uh, if you like the show and you're at Gen Con. Yeah, come say hi. We'd love to meet you. And uh, yeah, other than that, I think uh, that's it. You can send us on our way, Brian. All right. Well, have a nice night, everybody. And from us at Mobile Arm Radio, have a good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, MobileArmorRadio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion. 